0: informative and entertained banter i'm your host chris and i'm in the studio with
1: aj what's going on y'all back for another week glad to be back giving you something new i'm excited about the show today but remember just keep keep writing us keep letting us know what you want to hear so we can continue to give you some updated content week to week yo chris who are our guests today Oh, you
0: remember them from episode six. It's Cortonio and Mr. Somo from
1: opinionatedmail.com.
2: Opinionatedmail.com is in the building. What's up, gentlemen? How y'all doing
1: tonight? Doing great, sir. Thank you're you very much for showing up and blessing us with your presence here on Dude Logic.
2: Absolutely, man. Thank you guys for having us once again on this show. We're looking forward to getting into this conversation today. Well, a myriad of different conversations, but it'll be a Hope uh, your fans will enjoy uh, what's in store for them this evening
1: I'm sure they will, I'm sure they will Yeah, I'm looking forward to this topic Chris (laughs) But before we get there Chris, what's going on with you this week, man?
0: Not much, man I I just saw a sports center today They were doing this whole segment In commemoration of the NHL and NBA playoffs starting Mm -hmm. They were saying which major sport has the best playoffs Oh, wow so what's your opinion on that,
1: AJ? I don't know. If, if we're going to get an opinion, I think we should start with opinionatedmail.com. <laughs> um,
2: go ahead, Quinto, All
3: right, with me, I, I probably got to go to NHL simply because of its unpredictability. I mean, you can have a team that's the number one seed against an eighth seed and lose simply because of goaltending. I mean, I believe a you know hot goaltender can steal a series easily. Um, the NBA playoffs... To be honest, over the years, like, I don't find it as intriguing as I did when I was younger. I think you pretty much know who's going to win the series. You know, I mean, unless it's an evenly matched, like if it's a four versus a five. But, like, in this year's playoffs, you know, Miami's going to win their series. Indiana's going to win their series. Uh, Toronto and Washington, that's a toss-up. I don't want to get too long I beg to differ, but...
1: sir, on the Indiana winning their series. The Hawks got something for them. just letting oh, you know. In boy. seven. Okay. Atlanta <laughs> Hawks See, now in you know seven. what?
3: You know what? Now, if you were talking about the team from several years back that had like Joe Johnson and Jamal Crawford and, and uh, Horford and Petrulia and all those guys, I'd probably side with you. But this Atlanta team is garbage. I'm just
1: letting you know, there's probably... a reason why we got rid of the quiet superstar himself. We don't need him to win this series. <laughs> and Indiana is not as good as people think they are. Just watch and learn.
3: No, I know I don't, I don't think they are, but I think they're a rugged team and I think they're too big for Atlanta, but they are very slow. They are a slow team. But uh, to answer the question, I got to go with the NHL. The NFL playoffs, yeah, there's some surprises there, too. There's been some games over the years that, you know, I'm just like, whoa, serious? But I got to go with the NHL. I got to go with the NHL as far as the best playoffs.
0: You know, my opinion was that there was a toss-up at the top between MLB and NHL. Really? Yeah, just because I love the NHL playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it's so unpredictable. You really can't tell who's going to win. And the same has been for baseball, like, the past 10 years. No,
3: it's true. It's true. It's true. I mean, yeah, it's tough to really get a team and say, yeah, they're definitely winning the series. I mean, you can look and say, well, you never know. Because, again, like goaltending, pitching can also carry a team in the series as well. Yeah. You know, you get a hot pitcher and.
1: I mean, if, you know, for my opinion, like you said, I think one of the things uh, about one of the reasons why baseball and the NHL are more exciting is that one player doesn't really affect by himself the outcome of a series. You know, the more dominant players you have, yes, of course, the better your team is gonna be. But, you know, in baseball you might have one of the best pitchers in the game, but you have the rest of the the, the rotation that has to finish two, three, four right. before you get right. to your dominant pitcher again. So it's right. much more of a team concept, like, you know, everybody on a team has to contribute in order for you to win, which is beautiful. Like you said in, in NHL, anybody can shine any any night of the week uh and the same thing as in baseball you have some of your best players who go in slumps and they just can't get it together and the team falls apart uh but like you said in the nba you know a player like a lebron james is almost like having three good players on your team in the nba exactly i mean you know there are games where he literally can just take over and there's nothing you can really do about it whereas football baseball nhl all of those teams are much. All of those sports are much more team oriented, and, and everybody has to be working as a well oil machine in order for you to be able to play at the top of your game. Uh,
3: and I, I think too. Oh, go ahead. Yeah,
1: and you know, I, I also want to throw in. You know, Chris, did you say all professional sports? We were just talking about the four majors. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, if we're, I mean, if we're going with four major sports, I'm, I'm gonna go with baseball, man, because as boring as the regular season can be, sometimes the playoffs is always exciting to watch man always
3: and i will i will say the crowds are rabid too like especially if you have a team that hadn't made the playoffs in years like pittsburgh mm-hmm. like i i'm sitting there waiting for the royals to make the playoffs i think their fans will like riot just for them clinching like a, a wild card yeah. or something but you know i do agree with what you said about lebron especially when it be, when it comes to the refs because those superstar players get so much treatment from the refs so someone like lebron can like attempt 25 free throws in a game and those free throws can make the difference, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Because even if he only hits 80%, if he's hitting 20 for 25, that's 20 points that he otherwise... That's 20 points there. right
3: there. Exactly.
1: So, you know, uh, I mean, and like Chris said, the, the unpredictability of baseball, I think, just the fact that teams who, you know, underdog teams, a lot of teams have come in in that last spot and been able to, to make it to the to the World yeah. Series and, and win yeah. World Series. Uh You know, in any sport where my Atlanta Braves aren't winning every year, I mean, that tells you something about how everything can just be a toss-up. Because clearly my team is the best team every year going into the playoffs. (laughs) Well,
3: well, I put it to this way: Over the last, say, 10, 11 years, most of the World Series winners have been wild cards. Mm -hmm. You know, the Red Sox won a couple times as a wild card. The Angels won as a wild card. The Diamondbacks won as a wild card. I think the the Cardinals won, won. The Cardinals are a wild card. Both times the Marlins won, there were a wild cards. Yeah. So, you know, the wild cards have, have taken at least 60 to 70% of the World Series titles, yeah. I'd say, at least since the, since 2000, beginning of the millennium. Oh, yeah. anyway. I agree
1: with you. I mean, and that's the thing, it's just gotten to a point where it's almost like some people don't even want the pressure of being the number one seed in baseball anymore. Uh, and right. it seems like it's, it's almost more about uh, or less about what your seed is and more about what type of role is your team going on. And those wildcards teams who are fighting to just get in and are on a roll leaving those last, you know, 10, 20 games, you know, mm-hmm. just continue right on pushing through the playoff series. And they, they carry that momentum straight to the World Series, you know. And it's, you know, it's, it's kind of funny to see the teams that have dominated throughout the season kind of coast towards the end of the season, and then they have a hard time getting it back in gear once the playoffs start.
3: Or you can have those wild card teams that will go on a huge run. Say they'll win, like, 17 of their last 19 games to get that spot, and they're so burnt out from winning all those games to get in, they don't have much left yeah. when the playoffs start. So, yeah. Agreed.
1: Yeah, but uh, you know what, though? I think the other reason, I mean, if there's any one game that means more than any other games, I guess it's the Super Bowl, you know, because it's, it's one and done. But... hmm Part of me really loves that there's a series in basketball, NHL, and baseball. because if you have one bad night that doesn't necessarily mean you can't the best team can't win. Like I do like to see underdogs win from time to time, but I also like to see the teams who have put in the most work, put in the most effort, have the team centered around that should win a championship, win it, you know. Right. Uh, so the best teams, even if they have a, a, a faulty night, are gonna get it together. And find a way to win those other four games. Uh, of course, and it's good to see the team that's supposed to win. And you can and that thing is you can't call it a fluke if a team beats you in a seven game series. So even when it's a wild card team in baseball, or if it's a wild card team in mm-hmm. any any sport for that matter, that finds a way to win it, if they take four games in the World Series, you can't
0: you can't, can't call a it fluke a fluke. You lost, you lost four, four times. times.
1: They came out, right. they beat you four times. They found a way to put a better lineup on the field than you did. Or on the mm-hmm. ice, or on the court, whatever it is, and they beat you, and that's it. You can't, you can't call it. Like it, it also takes away the refs. You know, the refs aren't gonna mean so much. Yes, the refs can take away a game, and yes, we know that a game can can change the the momentum of a series. But that's still no excuse. Like one game isn't the end of you. You can still come back the next night and fight for that next win.
3: Uh, Mr. Sobo, I know the last time we were here, uh, the Super Bowl was on. Did you happen to catch any of it?
2: I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs>
3: who, who was in the last Super Bowl? I don't know. I think it was like Patriots and Celtics. And I don't know. You're yeah, funny. <laughs> nah, but for real, who was in there? Um, uh, 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 Jesus, Seattle, the uh, Seahawks, and the um, Broncos. That's what the whole um, Richard Sherman thing. That was during the whole oh, Richard Sherman. Oh, you know hoopla.
2: what? Um, No, I didn't watch the game. I didn't watch the game.
1: Sorry.
0: Be glad you didn't. (laughs) It was not a good game.
1: Yeah. Part of me wants to agree with that and be like, congratulations on not seeing the worst Super Bowl I think I've ever seen in my life. But the other other part of me wants to take away your man card. Like, what? (laughs) Like Super Bowl Sunday and you didn't watch the game? (laughs) Unless you were at work. No, I didn't. Or somebody was in a hospital. I can't really think of any other conceivable reasons for not watching the Super Bowl.
3: Yeah, they're no. Stuck in traffic. I'm sure they have it on. on yeah, radio.
2: Same. I don't. I don't. I don't remember uh, why I missed the game, but I'm sure I had a legitimate reason for missing the game.
3: You probably bundled up under the covers. Who knows? Maybe. I don't
2: maybe. know. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> no, I, I don't remember why I missed the game. Um, maybe I even did watch it. I just don't recall I, that I watched it. I don't. I don't know.
1: When was the Super Bowl again? February second? Uh, February second? February <laughs> <it> fifth? <February
3: 2nd? laughs> yeah. I know it was the first Sunday. February Man. something. Yeah, I think it was the fifth. Yeah. Uh. It was good.
0: It was good. So, anything else going on? Hmm? Anything else going on?
2: With what? Just in
0: general. Yeah, just in
3: general. Yeah. Oh. Um. We have a couple. We have a couple new articles out for those of you who um, who check out our site. Um. We had one on breakup sex, uh, the pros and cons of breakup sex. Oh, wow. and, and it was two reasons why you're not supposed to have it. Uh, we did one on, I wrote, um, someone get Kobe Bryant a onesie because he was complaining about his teammates and <laughs> he doesn't talk to guys who are 20 games under 500. And we talked about the uh, missing plane. You know, like, I mean, we have so much technology in this world, but you can't find a uh, you know, plane that's the size of a football field. So those are the last three articles we wrote. And I'm working on one now. Uh, top eight signs or ten signs you need to move out. So be on the lookout for that one. And we have a sports one uh, that's been kind of sitting on the bench. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, uh, it's, it's called... Um, yes, it has. It's called, been on uh, the bench. Uh, crushing Game 7. So I pretty much uh, took a look at all the devastating Game 7 losses uh, over the last, say, 20 to 25 years. So, you know, for those of you who read up on our website com. check those out and we have some you know some new ones coming out for you guys
1: excellent i definitely tell you this when we get off of this podcast man i'm definitely going and checking out that one article about breakup sex that sounds pretty interesting yeah Yeah. i would love to hear the pros and cons to both sides on that i'm sure it's
2: a a potential topic for you guys yeah
3: now, you know. um, not not to go on too much of a, of a digression, but have either of you guys, and you don't have to answer if you don't want, but have either of you guys ever uh, engage in breakup sex?
1: <laughs> uh,
3: judging by the laughter, I take that as a favor. No, no,
1: no. I mean, wait, all right, so what constitutes breakup sex? Like, is it we have the conversation and then one last hurrah and I'm out the door? Or is well, it like I mean, the back and this... forth that happens sometimes after the breakup has been clean and you continue interacting sometimes?
2: Correct. Okay. The latter. Okay. So correct. Yeah. Then,
1: uh, yes, possibly. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and on my side I would say yes, absolutely.
3: <laughs> so we got a possible and an absolute. We playing spades over here, huh? We got a
2: possible. See I think and I think this absolute. will be a, a good conversation nah, it's, it's, to it's have a def- um, Yes
1: I have. Of course, man, I think everybody who's been in a relationship at some point has probably been through that. I don't know. I guess some people really do understand why. It can be advantageous to just break things off Clean break, keep it moving But uh, Sometimes it's difficult when you've had feelings For someone for a long time To just completely separate and make that clean break So But yeah Chris
0: <laughs> Well I don't want to steal too much thunder from them You know, Definitely send the listeners out To the site To read everything so uh, let's move on. What do you,
1: what you mean? Opinionatedmail.com? That's the site? Yes. Opi- yeah. yeah, yeah. Something like that. Opinionatedmail.com, yep. right? Yep. I'm probably going to say that at least <laughs> that's 15 20 yep. times during this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> not dot .org, not dot
3: .net, but dot dot com. .com.
1: Opinionatedmail.com. It's <laughs> commercial, y'all. We can make money.
0: <laughs> so one thing that's actually been happening up here in Boston, AJ, and I'm sure you see okay. it, is the whole Boston Strong Yes. Thing associated with the one-year anniversary of the Boston Marathon. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they've had a lot of celebrations and things like that up here. But I think some people up here are of the opinion that they have gone a little too far with it. What do you guys think?
2: A a little too far in in what regards, like, just... Because I haven't, honestly, I mean, I haven't been following any of this. But, um, I mean, I did watch the... Event last year, and I I do recall the aftermath. And you know, I mean, it was—you couldn't miss it. It was all over the news anyway for weeks to come. Um, But since then, I mean, since I mean, everything sort of wrapped up with that. I haven't been following what's been discussed about it for this coming marathon, though. I mean, what's what's what have been talking about in the news? I I guess
3: they're having like a big, you know, celebration of the one-year anniversary, and uh, a lot of a lot of the victims who were injured have come out and talked about it or uh, people who lost their lives their friends and families have come out and talked about it and that's cool and i am very saddened for those who lost lives and lost limbs but i just look at it like we lose a lot of young brothers and sisters on these streets every single day i mean and we've had a lot of you know incidents over the years where we've had children being caught in crossfires between rival gangs losing their lives, and it's like no one really seems to go forward with the Boston Strong movement for them, but just because you have a handful of people, and again, don't get me wrong, I'm totally sympathetic of what's going on, but, you know, there's a big Boston Strong movement, Boston Strong, and this is our city, and blah, 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 but like I said, what about a of, lot of our young brothers and sisters who lose their lives on a daily basis to, to homicides? There's no Boston Strong for them. There's no real remembrance of them, yeah, like people wear pins and they'll put up a a, a stuffed animal animal on the corner or something, but for the most part, it's where's the Boston Strong for their families? Where's the prayers for their families? Imagine a mother who loses a child and has to walk by that child's bedroom knowing that child will never, ever inhabit that bedroom again. You know, I mean, you know, that's what kind of bothers me, but, you know, because of a terrorist attack, and for those of you who agree with those kind of things, we'll just, you know, for the sake of an argument, a terrorist attack, um, people get hurt, and it's like, oh, Boston's strong, and, you know, I don't know. I, I just don't like the way the media has propositioned things. That's just my well, take I think
0: it's just because, it. because we have now a common enemy, whereas you talk about violence in neighborhoods, and, you know, it's basically us against us. Whereas in this case, they can rally against what they view to be a common enemy, Mm -hmm. which is a terrorist, Mm -hmm. obviously. And so I think that really leads to some of the sentiment that they see, I mean, that you see in the media, definitely.
1: But, you know, I understand. I understand the the, the other viewpoint is like, yes, when you have these tragedies, these moments in time where several people lose their lives, several people are injured, and, you know, there's that public outcry, it is profoundly saddened to see any person take that many lives or to hurt that many people. But yes, I agree with you that it can't always just be these moments that we pay attention to what's going on. There's literal, liter- literally genocide of our own people that is happening on a <clears throat> daily basis. Right. And right. I'm sure that if you were to take the death toll from that one event in Boston last year, right, and then take the death toll from the rest of that year, from just people being murdered for whatever reason, that that death toll, that daily death toll is higher than the death toll from that one day. And, you know, the thing is, is that all of those, those other lives are not any less significant than the ones of those people who were lost in the Boston Marathon. So I agree with you in that these moments need to be used as an opportunity to talk about other things that can be, you know, that we can work on as a society because it can't just be how do mm-hmm. we stop these days from happening? It's how do we stop murder and genocide and, and killing and you know death destruction of any kind to our society, to us on a daily basis? You know How do we create a society right. where violent acts like this don't occur? Period. Whether it's on a grand scale or it's on an individual, I have an issue with you so I'm going to pull this gun out and shoot you and kill you right now. Or if it's someone right. who has... You know, I mean, and, and I have to believe that there was some, some sort of mental condition, some sort of uh, of what is the word I'm I'm I'm, I'm looking for? It's a uh, mental health issue that needed to be addressed with the the gentleman, and I guess it was his brother, right? The two the two gentlemen right. uh, who mm-hmm. committed the crime that went undiagnosed, and and that just goes into a whole nother thing that we won't talk about today, but. You know, I I believe there's an issue with the way that we deal with mental health issues in this country in general that that leads to it. That leads to situations like this where, you know, enough people didn't pay attention to enough of the warning signs to see something's getting ready to happen. This kid is about to snap. This kid's about to go overboard and lose it. Uh, But, yeah, it's there's literally on the streets, you know, especially in, in major metropolitan cities, Across the country. And even now, it's spilled over into small towns everywhere. You know, murder happens and it's something that needs to be addressed on a daily basis.
0: Right. Yeah, we sit here and talk about how society kind of creates monsters. And, you know, you look at the homeless population, a vast majority of them are products of the mental health system that were failed once they reached a certain age. And you look at, you know, different people who have been in and out of the prison system, it's a similar type situation. Well, But I want to kind of change this to a more lighthearted note, but on the same way. Okay. Society can create monsters, but when you talk about relationships between women and men, women can create monsters of men. But what happens when women create these monsters of men, but then they turn around and start complaining about, oh, there's no good guys out there. <clears throat> you
1: realize? That's you you nice realize? Seg- that's
2: a nice segue there. Nice I appreciate segue. that,
1: Chris. You're, you are a master of these segues. But you realize <laughs> that we are about to go into uncharted territory, and there are going to be some people who are going to hate us for what we're about to say. At least me—I know I'm about to say some craziness.
2: You ain't doing one. Me
1: too, man. <laughs> Ladies, just, just, just have an open mind
3: or if not just turn We this understand off. we understand
1: <laughs> that
2: back away right from your now, computers.
1: It's just us talking and that there's you you don't have the the option of saying what you want to say right now. But you know what? We have computers available for you to write us and you can you can you can let us know how you feel about what's getting ready to happen. Chris, what what email can they hit us at?
0: Dude Logic Podcast at gmail.com I appreciate you,
1: sir. Thank you. Yep. You know, when you're done writing us at DudeLogicPodcast at gmail.com, don't forget to go to OpinionatedMail.com. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, let's get into it, gentlemen. Come over here Wiley. I'm having way too much fun. Let's do this.
3: Uh, All right. You sure that's just the only smart water you're drinking over there? (laughs) It's
1: it's fortified with electrolytes and vodka.
2: Smart ass water.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So let's take the first part of that all right women created monsters how do they do that
2: man that starts from we would say like middle school high school yeah you know it's typically when that sort of situation starts man i mean you know we look at we look at the way that we're all we're we're men or young boys and young women are groomed and what we're groomed to be attracted to and whatnot and uh you know, in, in middle school and high school, popularity, and even even early parts of college, man, popularity is what pretty much, you know, reigns su- reign supreme on the, you know, social ladder. And, um, you know, unfortunately for a lot of the young men who aren't considered to be popular, they tend to be overlooked and disregarded, uh, or their affections for some women tend to be overlooked and disregarded for the more popular or uh, socially... Um, I don't know a adept person, you know. Whether it be someone who's you know athletic prowess sort of speaks for itself, and or whatnot, or well, just popular for who, right, pretty boy, you know, well dressed guy, or or what have you. I mean, they tend to have a lot of the young women gravitate and fond to them, and um, what that ultimately does is uh, <laughs> it probably creates some sort of. For some men some bitterness, bitterness in the guys who are overlooked or or some resentment, and you know what tends to happen is that those guys who are overlooked eventually try to mimic what the other gentlemen are doing or to some degree um, in hopes to attract the women in the same fashion, and um, a lot of the times that's those tend to be the bad habits and characteristics of those. Uh, individuals that they see who are more successful and that sort of manifests itself into adulthood and then you know women at that point you know tend to look for the more nicer gentlemen but at you know at that point there's none left <laughs> because they've all gone bad so and that's kind of like a brief synopsis of how that whole situation works.
1: I mean I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and jump right in on that and piggyback and just say uh one compound word or i guess it's two words friend zone that is how women <laughs> create monsters friend zone it's ridiculous uh honestly like you said the the bad boy the james dean type the one that's out here being a rebel is the one that women want to chase cuz he's what he's intriguing he keeps things interesting he's exciting, exciting. he's yeah.
3: He doesn't make himself available. Like, yeah,
1: because he's talking to 15 other women and you're not his only option. So you're chasing him because you feel right. like if you get exactly. him, you know, you've won or it's, an accomplishment. or it's a challenge. Let me take the guy who's flawed and try and change him to be what I want him to be because it's it's a challenge. No. And you, and meanwhile, you're looking at all the dudes who are treating you with respect, treating you the way you deserve to be treated. And you're throwing them in a the, in the friend zone. You're saying, all right, well, this dude's Mr. Dependable. This dude's Mr. Friendly. He'll be here. He's not going anywhere. He likes me. I know I can always come back to him. And next thing you know, he looks up. You look up, and somebody else has finally snapped him up, and it's too late for you. Oh, and it's and it's hilarious being that we're almost 30 or we are 30, you know, into our 30s. Uh, and I feel like as I've gotten closer to that 3-0, The number of women who are becoming desperate to find a good guy after years of just throwing us to the wayside is hilarious. And like you said, it gets to a point where that good dude is no longer going to be there checking for you after you've put him down repeatedly, time after time after time again. You know, especially when, and I've been that guy. I've put my heart out there more than once for certain women. And they threw it back more than once. And it was like, you know what? At some point, shame on me. Like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Uh, Fool me multiple times, I'm done. Like, I'm out. I can't do it anymore. As much as I want to be the nice guy, like, at some level, we have to learn to protect ourselves and put ourselves first. And in doing that, we become quote unquote assholes because we're no longer checking for you. So,
2: right. Exactly. Exactly. Well well said. I have to give
1: a round of applause there, AJ. Man. That was,
2: you know.
0: All right, AJ. So this actually harks back to what we were talking about last episode, actually, with Natasha, right? We presented the fictional example. Well, actually, it was on Facebook, right? Where a girl got drunk. She passed out and was on the couch. There's a guy who takes care of her, puts a pillow under her head. You know, put, gives her a cover, puts a Alka-Seltzer and water next to her so that she can get that when she wakes up. Whereas there's another guy who does exactly what you think the guy would do. Which guy would she gravitate towards?
3: I would hope she wouldn't gravitate to the guy who would take advantage of it because that's rape on all costs. I mean, no matter how you want to look at it, that's rape. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't think she gravitates to either one. I think she'd look at the guy who gave her the Alka-Seltzer and the water like, oh, he's a cool guy. Yeah, thanks. And that's pretty much all he's going to get, you know, whereas a guy who takes advantage, I mean, like I said, worst case scenario or any case scenario, you know, it's it's rape. You know what I mean? So, I don't, we don't know where I was to put that. But, you know, and me, I used to be that guy as well. Which like, guy? The nice guy.
2: Okay, okay. Just uh, making sure we make that distinction no, 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 for no, no. our oh, listening no, no, audience. I, I
3: wasn't the rapist. No, I, <laughs> I wasn't the one who took liberties. No, no, no. But, like, I can totally... Totally relate to AJ. It's like there have been times, and don't get me wrong, I wasn't that pushover guy, but I was that nice guy. Like, yo, you know, I'm that easygoing nice guy. But then after a while, you sit there and say to yourself, what's the point? You look at these guys, and like I, and it's funny, I, I started working on an article, I never got to finish it. But the difference between being a good guy and a nice guy, and some people don't really realize that difference. They don't think there's a difference, but there is a difference. Because the nice guy is more of a pushover, he's always available, no matter what, he's always going to be there. That good guy is like, listen, I'll treat you nice, well, you know, you respect me, I respect you. But then as soon as you cross that line, that's it. Whereas a nice guy seems to take all the abuse, figuring, well, you know, if, if I just hold off, if I could just weather the storm, she'll finally like me. You know what I mean? So I, I think once people, once guys out there start to recognize the difference between being good... And being nice, they'll be more successful and there wouldn't be so many guys caught in that friend zone.
1: I mean, I think the reality for me was when I realized that I deserve better. Like, the reality is is if there's a chick that doesn't recognize that I'm a quality guy and that I care and that I'm putting forth effort and she'd rather spend her time with a knucklehead, then she's not on the level of a woman that I need to be spending my time with. So no matter how much I might have been infatuated in the past with certain women, when they display that part of their personality, at this point in my life, it's like, okay, you're clearly not where I need you to be yet. So I'm going to go ahead and let you do what you want to do. Have your fun. Go do what it is that you, you think is the smart move. And I'm going to keep living me. Like, doing me, doing my life. And, you know, the right lady will see the qualities that I have as being positive qualities and act on it.
3: So. Sobo, have you ever... I'm sorry. No, no, no I, That's it. I that was, that you that you was off, it. But... Sobo, you ever been in that friend zone or been that, uh, that uh, nice guy? And, and the reason, I, I have a reason why I'm asking, but I'm just curious what your answer is.
2: Uh, absolutely, man. I okay. mean, I, my experience has been no different than the majority of men.
3: All right. So for the, for the three of you, um, you know, at what point do you see that you are becoming that nice guy? And you say, you know, I have to pump the brakes on this one. Like, or you can even give a real life example. Uh, at what point did you see that you were starting <laughs> to become that nice guy, that friend zone, friend zone guy and you oh, had to like Man, like, let me tell you, you something. Let
1: me, let me, let please, it, let
2: me. This is going to be like a six-hour oh, show, let me man. Let me just jump in real quick <laughs> and
1: I'm we'll say one thing. Hold up. There are certain keywords, right? If you hear buddy or brother or friend or. I love you like a brother. No. No. We are not brother and sister. We don't have the same parents. My parents didn't adopt you. No, get that out your head. <laughs> There's even more subtle things, though, right, AJ? Like you are participating
0: in things with them that would be more yeah. like So, like, let's say you go into church events with them or something, or yeah. you know, they want you to come out shopping with them.
1: Oh, oh god. Actually, shopping. yeah. Like if they if they just yeah. want your opinion on an outfit that they're gonna, you know, I'm thinking about if they do that. If they, I'm thinking about going out on a date and I just want your opinion to see if what? No, I'm good. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, you have
2: that, and then you also have uh times where they may—I mean, the biggest clue, I guess, is when they're comfortable talking to you about other men that they're yeah. interested in or or yep. seeing. You know, and, you know, they're either they're complaining to you about how terrible this guy is treating them. And, there you go. You know, and then they hit you with, "Man, I wish, I wish he was more like you. You're nice, you know. I wish she was more like you." Gotta my...
1: clap that up, sir. I mean, I've, I've that, been there. The, I've that been you. What you just hit on—that's it. <laughs> When they start complaining to you about all the other assholes they're dealing with, and you're their shoulder to cry on, but that's all you are, that's when you know you're officially in the friend zone.
2: Yeah, absolutely, man. Be
3: like, so wait, so I, I can't be that penis for you to suck on? the <laughs> for to cry on?
1: Oh, no man. comment.
2: It's... It's it's really you know and you know as men you know I don't and I don't think a lot of women really understand the gravity of of, of this and the implications of this and, and what that does to a lot of men is that, you know we go through this at a young age and it's it's a learning experience and we are forced to adapt, at that point, you know we realize okay well this isn't working in our favor we're here, we're ready to do you know and and, and treat these women nice and and treat them like how we feel they need to deserve to be treated but then here are these other guys that they seem to fawn over who are clearly and obviously the quote unquote wrong choice um by even the the women's own admission as well and you know as men you just you're forced to adapt and say all right well I'm not this is not working out for me this nice guy thing isn't working out for me clearly doing the right things or treating women the right way isn't working out for me I'm going to have to do what I see is working which is You know, be a little bit, become a little bit of an asshole, become less caring, be less considerate, you know, and to adopt these sort of characteristics in an effort to try to procure the panties.
3: Do you guys uh, feel that um, with women, a lack of accountability on their part is how these monsters are created? So, like, basically, they're not accountable with the actions they do or the things they say. And because of that, a lot of these monsters are created. Do you guys think it's because of lack of accountability on their part?
2: I think um, it's a lack of accountability, absolutely, and also a lack of understanding of how these things work.
0: Absolutely. I, I will say that it is lack of understanding. So, all the ladies who are still listening, <laughs> <I> <laughs> the, the lack, the alienate, two of you, I think I'm going to alienate you guys, too. So, Chris, if you... Uh, what I, I'm going to say.
1: If you... Yeah, man. I yeah, might yeah, pull, Chris you, I might pull your man card, Chris. Don't go. Have you ever been on a Yeah, yeah, I've, All been,
0: right. been, off. All I've right. been in a I've been in a zone. No, I'm just gonna say that you have ladies who may still be out there who be maybe saying, "Hey, I haven't actively done anything to make a guy a monster." But the thing is, you don't have to actively do something. We're sitting here talking about stuff that ladies do to make guys monsters, but there's also things that they don't do to make guys monsters, and so they can either be actively or passively making guys monsters if they don't act on certain advances that we that we present to them then that's you kind of shaping that thing and even if you don't realize that you not responding to us and you responding to someone else isn't an active way of making us into a monster we notice that stuff we see how you respond to certain things and if you don't respond favorably to something that we're doing we're going to change our ways so there do you
1: guys think, it is. do you guys think
3: there could be like a friend zone when you're with someone? So like you get so caught up and like they start to treat you a certain way because you're not that asshole that they want you to be. Like do you think there could be like a friend zone when you're with someone?
2: You mean like they you they lose interest? Like
3: like yeah, like like they're with you but it's kind of like you've become tolerable of a lot of things they do whereas if you weren't tolerable or if you didn't care as much and they Want you more But then they figure Well you're always Going to be there I can always Oh so
2: start taking you For granted Because uh, you become Okay Because the risk Of losing you In their mind Has sort of diminished Oh yeah
1: Like I, I can't tell you The number of times That I've been You know A constant In someone's life And then when I felt like They weren't putting As much into the relationship As I was And I walked away How all of a sudden When I'm no longer there I become the most Interesting person In the world Like to so become the Dos oh, Equis yeah. guy, like, <laughs> like,
2: I don't normally, uh... like, let somebody not hear from me for a week,
1: and all of a sudden it's like, hey, where you been? I haven't heard from you in a while. Uh, you know, you, you know, I miss you. Like, what? Uh, how come when I was hitting you up every day, you acted like you didn't want anything to do with me? Um, you know, it's it's kind of like, and I'm 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 being you know obviously a little i'm being extra when i say every day you know that's that's i wouldn't suggest any dude hit up any woman on a daily unless y'all are in in, in a relationship that's stalking. and you've man. already like you've been through several steps uh there's no reason to be right, like yeah. when you're just dating make sure you give a little bit of time you do like fondness does make the heart grow fonder you want to make sure that somebody excuse me absence Absence. makes the heart grow fonder so you want to give somebody a little bit of time to miss you but like you know if you're consistent like i'm gonna hit you up every couple days every three days right and you're that person and then all of a sudden you just stop like all now i'm i'm now i'm the most important person in the world to you but i've never understood that psychology like why do i give attention to someone who's giving me less attention well, it's,
2: it's the challenge. It, it falls back on the challenge and not being able to have or the perception that you're not able to have something um, that you feel you should have. And it's, it's just a challenge. It's like winning a game. It's like playing a game. You know, you, you want to win the game. And in this case, is getting, getting and maintaining that person's attention. And once that's, a, that's achieved, it, the interest level goes down. It's kind of like guys who, you know, I'm going to speak generally here. Um, you know, s- single guys who are out there playing the field, the interest in the woman is, is the chase, right? Whether or not you can bed this woman, that's the chase. And then once you're, you do that, you know, the interest wanes a little bit because you've accomplished that, you know what I mean? So it's, it's the same thing, and I, I think it applies to women. And, and I mean, they may not necessarily uh, require the sexual uh, conquest aspect of it, but I think just knowing that you, they have your interest and that you are interested in them, that is satisfactory for a lot of women, and if they don't have that, then it makes you a little bit more interesting and desirable. You know, it's an ego thing. You know, it's really what it is. It boils down to just an ego. Do I still have it? What is it about me that he doesn't want? You know, sort of said. You know, how can I get him to be interested in me, or why isn't he attracted to me as much as somebody else? You know, I'll do what I have to do to get the interest, and once they accomplish that, you know, then the interest wanes.
0: So is there a point where that changes for women?
2: When women mature, I mean, we all go through our different stages of maturity, men and women alike. We all make, you know, sort of uh, unique and a lot of times gender-specific decisions growing up. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, we all go through our different phases. And, yeah, women do get to a certain stage where certain things that they valued when they were younger or considered very important no longer um, hold that value anymore. And other things take place, such as like you know takes takes its place of importance, such as like stability. Um, They may be interested in um, someone who will treat them well. You know they look for those characteristics that will be um, that will be uh, uh, more conducive to a sturdy and solid relationship. You know something that you know they desire. and, and men is the same thing, too, when we get older. I mean, we look for you know, women who we feel would be you know, more comparable to start a family with and you know, secure and all that good stuff, too. I mean, we all go through our different stages. So you know, it's interesting a lot of times. <clears throat> sorry to cut you, mm-hmm. but I just want to throw this in there real quick, too. You know, it, it, We all can attest to, to this, as well. A lot of times, we can say for women, and I'm generally speaking here. I, don't, I shouldn't have to preface that, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm generally speaking here that- uh, For
0: the one woman still listening?
2: <laughs> For the one woman that's still listening, right <laughs> that um you know a lot of times w- women tend to wake up or have that you know hit with that that ferry kind of you know as they're nearing their expiration date or have uh sort of ran the gauntlet, so to say, you know what I mean, and just oh wow, I mean it's kind of harsh, but that's just real talk, you know what I mean, and it's 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 tough for, for for those women at that point because a, a lot of times men, <laughs> you know, even though some women may want to change their life, you know, some men can you can still smell it on them, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll not go a better term.
3: I mean, and, and I also think it goes
2: back to um, how
3: a woman's household is structured when she's being raised. I think if a woman is in a household with a single mom and no real uh, male stabilizer <clears> figure. <throat> they're not really going to know how to treat a man or really know what a good man is like. But then if they have that father, that uncle, that older brother, you know, that upstanding man around, then those women, and I'm not saying all, because there's some women who still do dickhead shit, but you know, those women, the majority, won't change or turn a man into a monster because they'll appreciate a man when he comes along. But it also goes back to experience, because if a woman hasn't had enough dickheads in her life, then she's not going to know what it's like when she meets one. So it's like a car. If you've always had Beamers, Lexuses, BMWs, you're not going to know what it's like to have a a piece of tin, you know, a junk box. But if you've had junk boxes and pieces of tins and lemons, when you finally get that Lexus, you're going to take care of it. You're going to take it to get washed, get the oil changed, get everything done. And I think that's how it is with women and men. If they've gone through enough experiences, When they finally find that good man, they won't turn him into a monster because they know. Okay, I found. I mean, I've already had my monsters or whatever. Now I finally found the good man, so you know we're okay. But I, you know, I think it can go for both sides. But that's just my take on that situation. I don't know if I agree with that, but um. Well, go ahead. Why not?
2: I I just don't think I I don't think I I agree with that. I think if someone what part don't you agree with? All right, I'm about to tell you. Mm -hmm. I think like with, with 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 people who are used to dealing with. Certain types, so to say, let's say the bad type or what have you. I don't think they're necessarily going to know how to appreciate the good thing when it comes along, because <laughs> they've they've kind of become accustomed to what they're what they're used to dealing with. Um, I think it's I think that's a, a presumption to us, you know, to to think that they'll automatically be like, oh wow, okay, I've been dealing with crap all my life, and I get this great thing, I'm going to take care of it. I don't necessarily think that's going to be the case. I think. You know, if they've had a lack of of lackadaisical attitude about, it, 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 with your analogy, with the junk boxes they've had, I don't think necessarily when they get the Lexus, they're gonna, you know, automatically start treating it like you know it's the best thing in the world either. I just don't think that's always gonna. I be agree face. with you in
1: some ways. I feel like you know, men and women become conditioned to certain to certain stimuli, to certain, you know issues in their life. So for, for a woman who has never had a positive male role model in her life, like you said, you know, didn't grow up in a household with a father who was there for her, her mother may have been, you know, running from dude to dude to dude. You never know. I mean, these are legit situations that some women grow up in and then they allow themselves to go through that same process. It becomes the norm. It becomes the status quo for them. Mentally, they don't even understand what it means to be in a healthy relationship. So, when that good dude comes along and this has happened to me personally so i can speak on it they don't know what to do they think it's a game they think it's 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 a joke like oh you're just playing you're playing with me like no dude is this good no dude is this this nice like you're obviously lying to me this isn't real and then they push you away because it feels so uneasy to them it's 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 a territory that they've never ventured into before so I've had people who recognized that I was different but then attributed that to game playing or to me trying to take advantage of them rather than this is just who I am so it's it's a it's it's a double-edged sword the the hardest thing for me to understand is when a young lady has had positive male role models has had a father that was in her life that showed her what a man does for a woman how a man treats a woman with respect, how a man helps enrich a woman's life. And then she still makes the choice to hang out with assholes. Like,
0: Well, the thing is, AJ, are those messages being echoed in society? Like, are are her friends echoing those messages that she's gotten from her father? Is the media
1: echoing those messages? Uh, No yes no. uh, you, no, well, no. when you say the media, you're talking about mass media and in general, no, like that's something that you know if you just look at sitcoms today as compared to fifteen years ago uh you know when you think about what some of the place some of the sitcoms that were on t v ten years ago, step by step, family matters uh smart Guy, like all of these you know sister sister, all of these shows that were based about around family. And family structure. House, Full house as cheesy as yeah. that was. But it was all about, you know, families looking out for each other, treating each other with respect, love, and kindness. Mm-hmm. And now the shows on TV that predominate are all what reality TV, Real Housewives of Atlanta, uh, Real Housewives of of Orange County, love and hip hop, you know, like basketball wives. Like all of this bullish, and you got you know now in the in the news this week, Mimi and Nico. Like I don't care that y'all went and had somebody produce a porn for you. It's <laughs> not like this is the quality of people we have on TV now. Like people who think in order to be famous and continue to stay in the forefront of society, oh I have to go and produce my own porn. That's that's not the, the type of people that I want to watch or put money into or even, you know, like what happened to quality television? What happened to people? Enjoying even, you know, even some of the shows like Dinosaurs. Y'all remember that show?
2: Yeah, not, I remember not Dinosaurs. The
1: like even not the Mama, you know, <laughs> in, like, like all of these shows at least had family values as ho- attached to it. And now the things that are selling the most or, or making the most money on TV, Scandal. Like the title of the show is Scandal. Like it's scandalous. I
3: got a problem with that show too, man. I know we. I, please, I sit there and talk all night, but my big thing is. And I I, and I could be off base, but why is it that you take a young black woman and make her a sexual slave to a white man? Like, and and I'm kind of afraid for Kerry Washington because, and I'll digress for a hot second. You, I would hope she wouldn't want herself to get typecast in those roles because she did it in Django, she's doing it in uh, uh, Scandal, I think she, and she did it in another show too. I don't remember the name offhand, but. Just the fact that you take a black woman and make her a subservient sexual slave to a white man. And it's okay. And people love it. People, gra- I've never watched Scandal. But the way people talk about it, you would think I damn near direct the show.
2: She, she is, I mean, I agree with that characterization of her. But the thing is, like, um, the way that her character is depicted, I mean, she's very intelligent. <coughs> um, very much depicted as a strong woman um, in her life, uh, career-driven, successful, you know, um, powerful to some degree. So that's the kind of, that's the offset to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people, a lot of fans on the show, particularly among among young women, are are drawn to that aspect. Like, oh, well, she's a strong woman and, and but, you know, all that other stuff. But, and at they at kind the of token? can't see, they can't see that, that other dynamic there Of what you mentioned about her being sub, uh, uh, subservient Subservient. sexually to the most powerful man in the world. But
1: I agree with that. Like you know, Kerry Washington's character on Scandal is a very powerful, assertive, intelligent, driven woman, and it's good to see a woman of color in a role like that. But flip the script. Let's say you have a black White House and a white woman who's sleeping with a black president. How many people would have protested that? How many people would have had an issue with that? How many people would really still be watching that? Same storyline, different colors. You know, reality is race still plays a very strong, like has a very strong role in in what happens and what is seen on TV. And, you know, taking race out of it because that's not something that I want to harp on. But me, I have an issue with the fact that on the show the whole sanctity sanctity of marriage is thrown out the window like people are celebrating that this woman
2: infidelity
1: and is literally uh, committing adultery with the president of the United States and that you know he's attractive because he does you know he's he's cheating on his wife and then his wife goes and has sex with somebody out of out of outside of the marriage and it's like People, you know, seeing I can't, and I can't get away from it. Even if I'm not watching it, I can't get away from it because my Facebook feed is like, oh, let Melly give oh, her a yeah. piece. Like, what?
2: T- Twitter what, too. Like, Twitter when, feed when, be blowing when, up. When man. is it
1: okay that because he decided to be an, an asshole and step outside the marriage, that it's okay for the wife to go and do the same thing? It's not. Like, it's not okay on either on either side. Like, one wrong, you know, is bad enough. Don't don't make it two, and then compound upon what is already an issue. Like, if you can't be faithful within your marriage, then it's time to reevaluate whether or not this marriage is important to you. Like, that's the like, what happened to when people were on TV and men and women were married and they didn't cheat. They didn't step outside their marriage. Like, the most important thing to them was taking care of the home and their children.
2: Well, I mean, this is just about the corruption of the moral fiber of of society, man, and, and You know, it's just the direction that um, media has been going in for quite some time now, man. You know, it's just it's been. I mean, everything's being turned on its head, really. I mean, uh, the things like things that are seen as good are now considered boring and uninterested, and everything that's bad is being touted as you know the good thing to do. I mean, like you said, folks are championing a, uh, a relationship. That an, an adulterous relationship. People are tuning in every week to champion an adulterous relationship on television. Yes, it's fiction, but I mean, really and truly, what are you what are you stating when you're applauding something like yeah. this? You know what I, I mean? I think it's I think you're, it's crazy
1: to me when we've gotten to a place in prime time t- television, right, where Family Guy has a better relationship. Peter and, and Lois have a better relationship than people yeah. in real life. Come yeah. on. Like, and this is one of the most irreverent shows on TV. Let's be real. Uh, Family Guy, yeah. as much as I love it. <laughs> like, but really, on a, on a show as taboo as Family Guy, they're still married, they still love each other, and they still care about their children. Yeah. But we write storylines where people don't take care of home, don't care about the person that they've, you know, chosen to spend the rest of their life with, and people are championing championing it. Like, Like, hey... No one really cares. It's exciting. It's fun to watch. It's scandalous. It's exciting, right? It's fun to watch. Like, think about the impact that it has on the generation. Like, yeah, you might be in your 20s, your 30s, and you understand that it's make-believe. But there are children, like it or not, who are watching this, and these are the family values that they're getting.
0: Absolutely. You know, I like that you all brought up this topic because it kind of can bring things together. Into something that is kind of related to the main topic but I want to take a little bit of a sidebar and you know we talked about the media we talked about the influences that the media has we also talked about the whole race issue of white versus black and we also talked about this sex tape business Mm -hmm. so I know you guys will like this topic what about sex tapes man what makes them so appealing and then when you talk about white versus black women who are in these sex tapes, we see that white women, or just non-black women, really end up <coughs> rising in popularity. But the black women that come out, you really don't see them doing anything. Is there something to that?
3: I, I think what the whole fascination of watching uh, sex tapes, I think, is because you know a lot of us grow up and we see a lot of these you know women celebrities, and we wonder, damn. I wonder what she looked like naked. Or, damn, I, I would love to you know, do this and this and this. And then you see a sex tape with her in it. And you're like, yo. And it, you get gravitated towards it. Now, there has been some over the years, the Paris Hilton, Kim Kardashian. Um, Pamela Anderson. Pamela Anderson. Yep. And, yep. and I did mention one. I don't know if you ever used to watch wrestling China, back in the day, AJ. Remember China? China? Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I won't front. I watched that. Like I, I took, said, like look, five I, minutes. I, 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 I watched it.
1: Look, every, almost every one of these sex tapes that comes out, for one the internet makes it so easy to find like yes right. curiosity yeah you know, curiosity catches up to you and i want to see what everybody's talking about and i look at it but then it's after that it's like all right it's over with done and i couldn't, i couldn't care less after that but you know like i, I just i'm i'm going to hold off let me hold off i'm i'm gonna let you finish your point
3: no i mean and and i just think that's what makes people gravitate to it now i haven't heard of or seen many black or Non-white women's sex tapes, with the exception of Kim Kardashian, and I really can't even say they were doing much of anything. I mean, I really can't. I, I wasn't very impressed by it, to be honest. I wasn't. I wasn't impressed by it. <laughs> but, 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 but you know, it does raise an interesting question. When Paris Hilton made her sex tape, she launched, skyrocketed within a year or two. I mean, she had her own show with Nicole Richie. Of course, her father gave her you know, hotels and stuff. Like, you know, she was like she was a heir, heir to all that stuff. She was a heir, and she you know? became a massive socialite. And it's the same thing with Kim Kardashian. She had, a, she had a sex tape. All of a sudden, she's dating half the damn NFL and she has her own reality show. And I just sit there and say, wow. I mean, although Pamela Anderson was popular before hers because she did Baywatch, but it just makes you wonder, like, damn, you know, what is it that makes them skyrocket to, you know, fame so much? I have a slight digression aj and sobo i'll ask you guys since you, you guys aren't married you're not married no, you, not at all. okay if you were to pick a celebrity could be an athlete or whatever to watch a sex tape of who would it be
0: <laughs> actually i want to get out all of right this, okay all right.
1: <laughs> and then we can <clears> get back give, me, some, the top, give me give me I'm some time curious. on that chris go ahead i think you already got one in your head because you, you seem pretty anxious
0: no, I let Sobo go first Okay,
2: so they want to throw me in the fire yeah. first That's cool uh, 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 who, who would I would like to see a sex tape of? Mm-hmm. Alright, so the first name that comes to mind For me is Sanai Lathan mm. I would love to see a sex tape of See, with I don't
0: know, I disagree on that one Because I hold her on such a high <laughs> pedestal that to see that would just crush my hopes and dreams. <laughs> Searing nasty, smutty yeah. sex. <laughs>
3: Me, I, I, I got to go with Serena Williams. Oh,
0: wow.
1: I,
3: I, mm. I got to go with Serena that, Williams. That would be interesting.
1: Mm. Uh, yo, the that's dude, goofy. whoever that dude is better show up to play. Like, that's all I'm saying. Pretty much. Yo, Pretty you much. better know what you're doing with all Pretty of that. Much. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Because yeah, if you don't, you're going to yeah, get you, clowned. You. Everywhere. Seriously. Every dude in the world Every is going to be like, hey, man, I would have been able to do more with that than he did.
3: And the sad thing is, the same dudes were saying it probably would have came out just oh, as yeah. bad as he did. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's real. But, yo, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of with Chris on this. Like, I just, I just, I just went on my too. whole spiel about how nobody values the sanctity of marriage, so you can go ahead and throw any married woman out. Uh, second, you know, I don't want it to be somebody that I'm interested in in a manner like I could see myself dating cuz then it would just like you you automatically throw yourself out the the dateable pool when you have a sex tape of you that comes to light like I don't want to be the dude that fell after Ray J like I'm I'm good I don't want to be I don't want to be the after exactly. Ray J I don't I don't want to be that guy and, and I don't want to be
3: cuz when guy. you look at Kardashian dated um uh, Austin What's the was receiver From the uh, Cowboys uh, Austin uh, Oh um, uh, Miles, Miles Austin, Austin. Man, My, 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 Miles Austin Reggie Bush, Rex did, Bush, Bush uh, And now she's with And now she's with Kanye She, I mean, was,
1: she was married another, What was all what was due with her? Well, She married was to Humphreys Right yeah, was Humphreys, Humphreys She was, was married to yeah, no, She married Chris Humphreys She was married To Chris Some... Humphreys When she got pregnant With Kanye's baby Still legally right, married
3: Right Right and I'm sitting there saying this, Kanye, like, dude, is, is that what you really like? I don't care how fat the ass is. I don't care. I do not care. I'm just like, like you said, AJ, you don't want to be the dude that's married to a woman that's had yeah. a Yeah, and then, date.
1: you know, some people are like arguing to me. I've had this conversation with other people, and they're like, you know, they're arguing to me, well, that just shows how confident Kanye is that he doesn't care who came before her. You know, he's secure in who he is, and or he likes to bullshit. Her. Like, bullshit. <laughs> I, don't wanna, I don't want to, I don't want any visual evidence of you being with anybody before me i'm good like i don't need to see somebody whore you out to then be interested in you I'm, I'm gonna let that go so getting to my person it would be somebody it would have to be somebody that i have absolutely no interest in beyond the physical uh
0: aj if you don't have the name yet I go ahead and go
1: with yours i'm gonna get. i'm gonna come up with something
0: quentonio said it is Skylar Diggins.
1: oh wow Who's that from Notre Dame? Notre Dame. Dame. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Who's that? I don't know who that is. Weezy's Playtoy.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's Lil Wayne's little thing. He's going to pull it up on Google for you. She's a nice piece and Yeah. Yeah. Very nice.
1: Very pretty young lady. And she's nasty on the court, too. I'll give her that. She is very nasty. Oh,
2: she's
3: a ball player. She Mm -hmm. is.
1: She can play. No, she didn't just come to fame because she's pretty. That helped. But she was easily the best player that Notre Dame has had in some time. She's good. I I I respect oh, wow. her. Okay. I do. There she goes.
3: No, no, you know, you know, you know who'll be my ultimate fantasy? Brittany Griner. Wow. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm like wow. so kidding. <laughs> I'm so kidding. Wow. I'm so hey. kidding. You you yeah, know what I think is cute woman, though? Man. Um, Carmelo Anthony's wife, yeah. Lala. Yeah.
1: Oh, she's bad. Although, if she's married. she's married. She's mar- yeah, oh, yeah, she is yeah, yeah. yeah. Who would you pick, AJ? Oh, man, it's so many. All right.
2: he's uh, still, still thinking?
1: Oh, shit. Oh, mm. I don't, there's, because I'm thinking about all the people that I don't want to take off my list of possibles. Uh, <laughs> and, you know what? I, I need to just go through my Instagram and find somebody on there that just, like, yeah she looks good, but I have...
3: Who, 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 who are your possibles? Like, uh, like who are
1: the? Rihanna. Like,
3: it doesn't have to Rihanna? be that one. Rihanna.
1: I don't know. I feel I, like I she feel might. Like I already... feel like she might turn it out on a sex tape. Yo, yeah. she, she, was, would. she I think, would. I believe and she would. And she's been too. through Yo. enough dudes at this point, where it's like, I don't know if I really want to follow everybody that's been in the news with you. Like, I'm good. I don't want to be involved in Rihanna. the Drake, Chris Brown drama. And here comes AJ, some unknown dude. From nowhere, and everybody's like, "Yo, I hate this sneaker." What? Like, I don't want to be involved in that. So I'm gonna go ahead and R- put Rihanna. Rihanna Would
3: smash you. You don't gotta smash her. Whew,
1: hey, you know what? And while I'm sitting here talking, like, if the opportunity presented itself, yeah, we just gonna leave it at that. We are gonna leave it at that. Yeah, we gonna leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Rihanna. But- I don't know. Maybe uh, Rosa Acosta. I don't know what she is. Googler, Chris Bellringer, hit 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 the sound. I'm not on the soundboard.
2: Oh, Uh, you know who I would... You know, now I think about it. Stacey Dash. Oh,
1: yeah. I don't know. I disagree with her That's Rosa Acosta? Yeah. I disagree
3: with her. Well, I mean... You see her? Yo, AJ, I'm looking at Rosa Acosta. I'm liking.
1: Your boy has some taste. I'm I'm letting you know. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome, gentlemen. You're welcome. But... Oh, thank uh, you Stacy Dash, I have absolutely no interest in ever dating Ever in my life So yeah, you can go She looks great She's in amazing shape for a 40 plus mom of 3 Yeah,
3: oh, man. I would,
1: yeah I'd love to see that But I'd have yeah. no interest in ever dating her Ever in life For very many reasons One of which is that she is extremely conservative politically So ridiculously conservative And it's unreal to me I just, I'm sorry I just can't
0: Wait, 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 wait Hold on, yes. Is John Wall dating
1: Rosa Acosta? I just
3: peeped it. That's what I said. I'm like, John Wall's dating uh, Rosa is, I,
1: is he? I didn't know that.
3: Yeah. Right. So does John Wall have the hottest wag in the NBA? I don't know what <laughs> WAG stands for, but...
1: Wife and girlfriend. Oh, okay. It uh, may be.
0: Dang.
2: Lucky son of a bitch. So, so kind of back to uh, yeah. one of the questions that, that Chris raised in, in terms of is there a difference between racially... Women who release sex tapes, as far as the success that follows. I mean, it seems to be that, you know, if you're a person of color, you don't garner the same level of success upon releasing a sex tape as your non black counterparts. You know what? Honestly,
1: I, I almost venture to say that, you know, for black women who are putting, you know, sex tapes out, that it's the fastest way to obscurity. Like, this like i don't know if y'all been paying attention but i you know i didn't know Mimi and Nico's name before this week happened but i've seen enough of it now in social media to know but i'm pretty sure Mimi Mimi is getting clowned left and right and especially since she's Why a hypocrite no? like when i saw the the clip of her saying she has never ever ever had a sex tape filmed of her ever and then Flip to, oh, now I'm producing my own sex tape. Like, really? That's not a 180 if I've ever seen one. Like, you serious? You're going from being on your high horse about women who have done this to producing one yourself. Right. right. Like, exactly. like, not only have you lost respect because you've put your business out in the world, but you've lost respect because you spoke out against it and then flipped the script. Like... I promise you, six months from now, she's going to be irrelevant. I don't even understand of why course. she's relevant to begin Absolutely. with.
2: Absolutely. Exactly. You know, she's only relevant to the people who actually uh, tune into that show and, and watch the show. Um, but yeah, I, I think they, those two individuals, her and Nico, I think that's his name, they've pretty much relegated themselves to obscurity. Um, once this t- sex tape gets out there and people have seen it and the hype's built up and, and you know, it's had its moment. That's it. Yeah, there's nothing really that's gonna come for them after I, this.
3: Nothing. I
1: honestly don't even know her last name or his last name. So there you go. <laughs> but I knew I knew Paris gonna... first and last name.
2: Last name is a fucking dummy. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's 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 amazing though. I mean, I mean, I think the biggest example of of um, of how folks, how people, uh, women of color, have aren't aren't kind of received in the same way that. Um, you know, their white counterparts are is, is Lauren, Larry Fishburn. Lawrence Fishburne's oh. daughter. Oh, yeah, Montana. Uh, Montana oh, Fishburne, yeah. Chippy D. Uh, What's her name, what, Chippy Ch- D? Her, her porn name was Chippy D. You know, all the big hoopla about her releasing a sex tape. I mean, there was a big circus around that. Uh, you know, that, know what I heard? Circus around that. The reason
1: why, like, you What's... never really saw her continue to do anything? Didn't he disown uh, her? Well, I think he disowned her. That's what I heard. I mean, that's, that's, you know, hearsay. I can't I can't speak on that personally, obviously, but... I feel like I, I read somewhere that he bought out... Because uh, I think it was West... Was it West Coast Productions? West Coast yeah, Productions, yeah. I think yeah. he bought out the rights to that film so that they couldn't produce it and distribute it. So he paid hmm. them off to not have it come out. Uh, uh, yeah, well, so...
2: In In any event, I mean, where is she I, now? I mean, you know, it's not even about being successful in porn. Yeah. I don't even necessarily think, you know... That was her end goal, but I think she wanted to rise to superstardom in the footsteps of your Paris Hilton's, your Pamela Anderson's, and your Kim Kardashian's. I think she was reaching for that same level of uh, mainstream success, but it didn't happen for her. And I think that's what, in in the case of Mimi and Nico, I think that's what they're attempting to do with their quote-unquote careers (laughs) as reality stars. You know? And I just feel like... But there's other black women who kind of follow that same path. Who... Uh,
1: I don't know but... if you've remembered Hoops, like you guys. Oh, yes, yeah. Hoops. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: She used to date Shaq Yeah, and she was on um, Flavor. Yeah, yeah. Well she loved, actually,
1: yeah. I think she was on Letterman and some other shows eventually. like She almost had a little, you know, her. she had her 15 minutes of fame. She did a sex tape with uh, Shaq? No, not with Shaq. There was one that surfaced that from some dude she was with earlier. And it wasn't. I don't think oh. it was one that she intended to for the for, to, to get out Yeah, but yeah. when it happened, not only didn't you didn't hear a lot about it, but then it didn't catapult her into to fame. You know, and it was dis- it was disheartening for me because I was a big fan of hoops, man. Like for real, for real.
2: Yo, hoops is bad. She's a bad chick. Bad. Man. She's a bad. Gorgeous. chick, Gorgeous,
1: and she had a personality that I felt like I could I could dig. Like she was a you know athlete. Down to earth athlete girl. Sweet yeah. girl, right? And then seeing her in that 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 sex tape, and I was like, ah, there you go, one more <laughs> that gets crossed off. the Yes, I saw it, gentlemen. Did yes, you see saw it? it. Nice best. Yes, I saw it. You did. Yeah, and she's mean too, y'all. Like, ah, uh, <laughs> it was no, it was yeah. no Kim K. I'm I'ma lay here like a dead fish. She was working. Uh,
3: oh, you know who else did one? It just dawned on me. I, I was reading it on Media Takeout some years back. Um, she was on um, Flavor of Love, and she also did, I think. Uh, Hip Hop Housewives, Bucky. Yes. She she did one uh, several years back as well, but I never watched it. But it was it was on Media Takeout. Is that website still around? Media Takeout. Not trying to promote Might them. Be. I'm just curious. Uh, I don't
1: know. So, I think
3: somebody
0: is, pick up man. your phone. I you know
2: within the last few months I've seen it.
0: So I bring this up I, this whole topic just to talk about ways that women do create monsters, right? Okay. So that's another way by the over-sexualization of themselves. Oh,
1: yeah. That's true.
2: Yeah, but, you know, to, they, they would argue that this is what men want, you know, and they're just trying to, you no, know...
1: No, no, this is what happens.
2: Maintain, the attra- you, maintain or gain the attraction of men, the interest when of men. When you
1: sexualize yourself, when you put yourself as overtly sexual and, in that category, then you have now pigeonholed yourself in being nothing but a sexual object. Yes, men are going to look if you put it out there, like if you wear a low cut blouse with your cleavage hanging out, yes, you're going to attract the attention of men. If you wear some, some Daisy Dukes booty cutters with your cheeks hanging out, yes, I'm going to look, but I'm not going to look with any reverence. I'm not going to say, oh, she's a wife. Like that's, that's what I'm trying to marry one day. I'm going to look like, oh, okay, that's nice. And I'm going to keep it moving. Like you have now.
2: A one-nighter.
1: Exactly. Like you put yourself in the man. category of you mean nothing more to me than a sexual object. And if that's the attention you want, go for it. But if you're looking to attract men of quality, men who see you as something more of value, then you need to present yourself in a fashion that will elicit that value from them. Period. And so, go, so, ahead. go ahead. Like if you show up on a first date, and you've got everything hanging out and you're leaving nothing to imagination, well, guess where my my brain goes to right off top, period. Like, I'm not thinking about how I'm going to create a life with you. I'm thinking about how many people have you had sex with before me, and is that all you really are focused on in life? And that's just being blatantly honest, and I know that that might sound crass to some people who are listening, but it's reality. Like, if you put yourself out there as a sexual object I now can't respect you as more than that, and I believe it was uh, Dave Chappelle had a stand up one time. Uh, I think it was on Killing uh, Ken Them Softly. I
2: know exactly what you're gonna where go. Where it's with like,
1: this. if you dress up in the costume of a prostitute, I'm just gonna assume you're a prostitute. Like I'm going to assume you are what you pre- you present yourself to be. So there is power in how you. Present yourself. And th- Present and it's the same thing. The world. And don't get it twisted, ladies. I'm not just picking on you because men have the same issue. Like, And I have my issues with a lot of the, the, the dress code or dress that's going on out there. If you wear your pants hanging below your butt and your underwear showing, I'm not going to respect you. Period. I have lost all respect for you as a man if I have to see your underwear when I'm talking to you. Period.
3: Spe- speaking, of, speaking of women being... Um... A sexual being and, and if they present themselves a certain way you don't respect them. And I know this is another topic, so I'm not gonna delve into it, but just curious. So what if you meet a woman, you guys have say two dates and she lets you get to the cuddy. Now, do you look at do you look at her as being well, she is, you know, a whore or whatever, or you look at it as well, I mean she was physically <laughs> attracted to me, so she gave it to me. I can't get mad at her. <laughs> Which avenue would you put her in?
2: Man, you're about to get cats in a lot of trouble, man. <laughs> all right.
1: Can, can, can you repeat that one more time for me, sir? Okay. All right. So let me get my facts straight so before I answer. All right.
3: So <laughs> let's say, because you're talking about women who dress a certain way, and if they carry themselves a certain way, you would lose respect for them. You wouldn't want to get to know them on a more personal level. Now, what if you dated a woman? Say you, know, you guys went on two dates, and she was physically into you, you're physically into her. And she let you get the cutie. Would you look at her in the same light or would you look at her as well? I mean, she found me physically attractive. I can't get mad at her for that.
1: The, uh, you know what? There is a difference between, like, engaging in sexual activity with someone early in the relationship or in your, your courtship. And someone who presents themselves in a sexual fashion from jump. Like...
3: But 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 I'm saying, would you still lose respect for her and
1: say, well, I don't want to get to know you anymore because I got this this quick? Well, all right. So this is how I see it. I, I've always felt that somebody who does that, who gets it quickly, and then loses respect for a woman, is a hypocrite because it takes two people to tango. Like if you if you engaged in sex with that person, then you and and, and then if you you know look at her in a in a lesser light, then you need to look at yourself in that same light. Like you need to lose just as much respect for yourself as you have for her. So I don't, I like, personally, I don't do that. Like, I don't jump into the sack with somebody quickly because that's just not how I value myself. I see that as being something that's special and needs to be given to somebody who's worthy of it. So it's not something that I do with anyone. So I've never struggled with that um, because if I engage in sex with somebody early on, I've also am just as much a part of that as they are. So how can I disrespect them or look... In a negative light at them, if I don't also turn the mirror on myself. <clears throat> I,
2: I that that makes p- perfect sense, and I totally agree with that. But let me ask you this now: um, when it comes to dating, or uh, when it comes to uh, s- since
3: question, excuse, excuse me, up. real quick,
1: like I'm gonna let you get back to your point, but I'm hearing an echo, y'all. Are y'all hearing that? Yeah, yeah I was just about, I was just asking Chris. Yeah, so, we'll yeah, yeah. Now. Like, like, let's get back to it. But what's going on with the echo? No,
0: it's just I didn't have my phone on me. Oh,
1: okay, okay. All right. Yeah. Are we we good yeah. now? Yeah, there's good. no mute. Yeah, okay. I got it. Take two.
2: <coughs> All right. So just to kind of uh, uh, go back to that, um, I mean, do you, to your response in in response to Cortonio's question, I mean, how do you view? Uh, women and men in in terms of dating like what is your perception of of women just generally like do you feel like um, do you hold them to a different standard when it comes to um, their sexual relationships or liaisons like do you feel like um, a woman should be more reserved in her sexual exploits Um, and men are you know, given the the leniency to do as they want to do. I mean, how do you how do you view personally?
1: That? No, I don't think a woman should be more lenient in her sexual exploit. Like, no, I've I've never been a type to subscribe to a, a double standard when it comes to sex. Like, <clears throat> men and women who are grown, be as sexually expressive as you want to be, but know that if you do go out and you engage in sex on a regular basis, if you engage in sex freely with who you want, when you want, there, there are going to be negatives associated with that. Uh, regardless of if you're a man or a woman, I've never felt like men should be looked at as being, you know, uh, like actually having sexual prowess or being, you know, desirable because they're able to get more women and women are seen as whores because they're giving themselves to men on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. As far as I'm concerned, like, I have no problem calling my friends who are going out, getting it on a regular basis, jumping from bed to bed to bed. I'll call them a hoe to their face. Like, dude, you're really being a hoe. Okay. Like,
2: so you, you see them oh, the yeah. both. You see them yeah. the same, the men and women who ain't, like, okay. You, all right. you, that's all you, I wanted you, to you, know. If you're
1: having sex indiscriminately with whoever you want, whenever you want, and you know, and and that's just what you do. Like that's that's cool. Like you can do you can do that. You're grown. You can make that decision for yourself. But if I'm going to call one person a hoe for making that, like doing that, like personally, I don't, mm. I don't call people hoes because, you know, like I, I'll say it to my boy before I say it to a woman, honestly, because uh, <laughs> so you say, hey, yeah, yo. I, like because hey, I'll give my boys a hard time before I will do that to a woman. But the reality is, is like I'm not a judgmental person. So live your life, so do what you, it you, is that you want to do, but know that there's negative connotations to certain behavior, whether you're male right, or so- female. If you're out here having sex indiscriminately, there's going to be a negative association attached to it. Period.
2: Right. So you don't All right, so just in short, you don't view uh the either sex differently no, in that regard. Okay. You don't look at women as worse for doing it no, or I definitely, men worse. I don't for I them. definitely
1: okay. don't subscribe to the double the the double standard on that okay. like everybody gotcha. Gotcha. I look at everybody across the board as being the same. Male or female okay. and, and whether or not I am attracted to someone who goes out and engages in that type of behavior is, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're, you know, a male or female. I'm not going to disrespect you in in a different fashion because you're different. You get it. So you got it. Okay, yeah. yeah, I get it.
2: Now, let me ask you this. Now, would you date a woman who was, who has, uh, <laughs> has had a ton of in, uh, what you call it? Like, um. Bed partners. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who's... who's oh, uh, we we'll call it like... Um, transgressions,
3: sexual
1: yes. transgressions.
2: A lot of uh, transgressions, so to I'll say. I'll say... There's another word I'm looking for, but I just can't... Um,
1: I'll say this. Yeah, I mean, who's engaged in, in a lot of sexual activity over the years, Who's who's been sexually active with more than a few men, or women for that matter, uh she yeah. likes extreme And I'm asking you this just
2: based off of what your your responses have been the last couple All of right, weeks. so yeah, and
1: and that's that's valid, right? Like I have no problem with you asking me that. Um so I'll be honest with you. 5 years ago, no. The answer would have been no flat out outright like if I felt like you've been sexually promiscuous with a lot of different people before you met me, then I'm not interested in you. But as I've grown up, I understand that people when they're young make mistakes don't necessarily value the things that they value now uh, and as long as that person is in a place where they're ready to be in a relationship where they are um, I believe in monogamy so assuming that there's no diseases or afflictions associated with that promiscuous behavior from before and you are now in a place where you you no longer are engaging in that type of activity and you are looking to be in a monogamous monogamous relationship, then yes, I can let go of your past and move on. AJ,
3: um, I recommend you read this article. It's called uh, "Yay or Nay: Does a Woman's Salty Past Drive a Man Away?" It was on OpinionatedMail Okay.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, there was one, and there was a male version to that and there too. There was a male version to All that right. one too. I'm writing it down as we speak. Yay or nay? Yep. Does a wo- is a wo- does a woman salty is a woman's salty past a deal breaker?
1: Yes. I'm checking that one out.
2: And there's a male version to that as well. Got you.
1: I mean, All right. you know, it's 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 tough. It's rough. Like I feel like I'm at a place in my life where I'm mature enough to deal with that. If she's at a place where she's willing to move forward, I don't want to hold a person's past against them for forever, forever. If a person is in a place where they're trying to do better, the worst thing you can do is to continue to bring up their past. And I am a firm believer that if a person is turning over a new leaf that I want to support them in that. But on the flip side, let's be real. If it feels like every time we go out, we're running into somebody that you've had a relationship with before in the past, it becomes an issue. Like it does become something that's hard to 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 ignore, you know? Uh yeah. and let's let's say wait, do you have children associated with these past sexual relationships? You have baby daddies? Who are in the picture. Who are tied to you for the next 18 years. And I can't. They're they're not going to be out of your life. It's somebody I have to deal with on a a regular basis. That complicates things. But at the end of the day. I feel like if I'm vibing with someone. And I feel like she's the type of person that could bring. uh, Benefit to my life. Then I would want to be able to get past. Whatever she did in the past. But that took a lot of growth. And a lot of maturity. Like that's. And that's something that even to this day, there I'll have days where I will struggle with that. Like, If I know you have a checkered past, I have to really check myself and say, all right, does she bring value to your life right now? Do you appreciate her for who she is? If the answer to those questions are yes, then I have to say, all right, well, I have to let go. Because I have, you know, my past isn't perfect. None of us. We're human. We all... Like, to be human is to err, to be fallible. And, you know, even though my my past, I might not have a checkered past sexually, I have my issues. And there are things that I've done or haven't done in the past that people will have an issue with. So I just, I try not to hold a person's past against them and really, really evaluate who they are in the present.
0: Okay. Absolutely. I agree with
1: that 100%, man.
0: So, speaking of evaluating people in the present, let's look at the other side of this equation. We talked a lot about women creating monsters, but then the other side is, then they turn around and complain about men. So, what's with that?
3: Um, I, I feel if, if, if you if you created a monster and you know you created a monster, then you shouldn't be complaining because you had an idea of what you were doing. I mean, you can't go into this thinking, "Oh, I'm not doing anything wrong." Everything's okay, and then when the tables turn, I mean, it's one thing if you did it once or twice, but if you're constantly doing it, you shouldn't be complaining because obviously you should at some point know the missteps that you're taking into creating these men who are monsters. I mean, you have a lot of women who sit there and say, oh, you know, the old cliche, I want a good man, I want a good man. Now, all the good men are taken, but then it's like when you get the good man, you don't know how to treat him, And you turn that man into a monster. So it's like you have to look at yourself and say, and this is where I go back to the part about being accountable. You have to look at yourself and say, what is it that I'm doing wrong? What missteps am I taking? What wrong turns am I taking that are causing these men to undertake these types of personality changes? Like, what is it that I'm doing wrong? And then when you realize that, then maybe you can say, all right, you can go about correcting it or just keep going through the same cycle.
2: I I think it's... uh I, I, you know, and ideally, you know, you would you would hope that that's how things would work out. But realistically, I don't think people take that sort of personal inventory, man, and evaluation of their um, choices and decisions and how that impacts, you know, the everyone else around them. I don't I don't really think people take that kind of reflection, you know, at all. Um, so I think you'd be hard pressed to find any woman out there. Not saying there aren't women out there who do, because there are some women out there who, who are, you know, aware of what they do and their choices and behavior, or at least they become aware of their choice and behavior and try to correct it. But I think the vast majority of women are incapable of, of understanding that sort of thing, and which is why they end up asking questions like, where are all the good men, you know? So they're just not understanding, the, you know, the the changes that's, happen to men in aggregate as a result of the choices that are made by women in aggregate you know in their younger or maturing years back to this kind of how we originally started with the topic um, about women creating monsters I mean and we you know we kinda discuss a little bit about what they tend to gravitate to uh, the types of men they tended to gravitate to you know more apparently when they were younger I mean we, we have to kind of be honest though with ourselves I mean those kind of guys were more you know fit the more the type i guess the alpha male type uh as you know you would say that you know generally women would find attractive, you know they were more confident, more assertive, um, probably you know possessed a lot more of the characteristics personality wise and socially that would attract women to them, whereas the quote-unquote nice guys just didn't necessarily possess those type of, the charisma, so to say, um, the charm, you know, the confidence, the assertive nature. I mean, it's one thing to be nice, you know, and gentlemanly and be willing to take care of someone and and treat them well, but, you know, yes, those are qualities that people should be attracted to, but our animalistic side calls for us to be attracted to other, more the, the
1: guys who are are they they're uh, dancing, they're prancing, they're 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 strutting right. with yeah. their peacock feathers out, right? Exactly. So even though exactly. the gentlemen who may be more intelligent, have more social graces and, and you know really are better people are not putting themselves out there. And I think that you know, being that I've been that person before where I was kind of, you know, timid about approaching people I think it was because I had an understanding that my first impression means something, how I come off to you means something, that I would be less less aggressive, right? So, but the guys who don't care about how they come off and it's a numbers game will come at you full force, you know, and they'll hit 15, 20 women in a night, pick up one, but they're more successful than the guy who tried to talk to two women and it didn't work out, you know, and uh, yeah. I think that's 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 really what it is, is like the, the dudes who who don't care, who are shameless are just out there getting it. They're just like, all right, next, next, next. Finally, I got someone that's listening. Whereas, you know, a lot of guys like myself, especially in the past, um, when someone would, you know, not I guess, especially when you would get turned down. Right. Like nobody likes to be turned down or or to face rejection. But I think a lot of us, you know, take it too seriously. Like, I got to a place where I was like, oh, okay, it must be something wrong with me when I realized later on that it's not necessarily that there's an issue with me, but that I'm just not compatible with that person. And that's okay. Um, but you had to get past that. And now I'm definitely much more of a person that I am willing to put myself out there. I don't give a, you know, I'm not going to let, you know, Ray Ray over here be the one who's talking to everybody when I feel like I have more to bring to the table. So I do put the earnest on good dudes sometimes to have to put more effort forward to present themselves, to give themselves as a viable option. But women definitely need to also like I hate to say it and I've had very a lot of my female friends argue with me on this. But I've said it before and I mean it. If women want to see men be more chivalrous, if they want to see the good dudes coming out of the woodworks and they want to see more positive males in their life, then they need to stop giving attention to the negative. Like, you don't... Like, if you continue to reward negative behaviors, then it's just evolutionary. Men are going to continue to act in a negative behavior pattern if they're being rewarded for it. And if they see positives coming out. If I can have sex with you because I treat you like an asshole, then I'm going to keep treating women like an asshole because it led to a positive result for me in the past. But if they only give attention, if women only start to give attention to men who treat them with respect and hold them in the higher esteem, then those asshole dudes are going to be like, all right, this clearly isn't working for me and the dude who's over here treating her with respect is winning. Let me change how I interact with women because I'm not doing well right now like i feel like men we will we will change how we behave based on how women you know what standard women hold us to period and if the men who are treating women with respect are getting more attention than those who are not getting that attention will start to treat women with more respect
2: and I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because I was actually going to bring that up uh, a little bit earlier, but I didn't find I couldn't find a proper way to <laughs> introduce that into the conversation. Yeah. But um, I absolutely agree, and that's been my philosophy for quite some time. Man, I, I think, well, actually, I can't say I think I know that women are the ones who set the pace to these sorts of things. They pretty much set the tone for the, the types of relationships that they have, and you know that in in turn sort of dictates how men perform their mating dance, you know? That's just really what it boils down to, you know? We we, we are, by nature, we are going to pursue women, so we're going to pursue them in ways that we find, we feel will produce the results that we're looking for. And the person that determines the type of results that we're looking for are the women. So if, as you said perfectly well, AJ, I mean, if, if women are rewarding... Um, what we perceive to be negative behaviors with positive results, then obviously men are going to adopt and engage in those types of behaviors to gain those types of results. So, I mean, ultimately, yeah, the the, it, the the onus really does fall on women's shoulders. As much as you know, I'm sure women probably don't want to hear that, but I mean, they do set the pace. I mean, they are pretty much the 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 I I don't know how to k- phrase it, but you know, sort of like determine sort of the direction of society, if you will, you know. It really does fall on the, the shoulders of, of women, you know. What, what is a saying? There's a saying... Trendsetters. Huh? Trendsetters. Well, no, there's a saying that goes like, a society can rise no higher than its women, or something like that. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, I'm paraphrasing, but it goes something to that effect. And it's just essentially saying that, look, you know, women just set the pace for the society. I have a They really saying. just do.
3: Every, behind every woman, behind every man there's a good woman, but for every man that falls, is the woman that pushed him. That's my
0: saying. <laughs> oh, man. You no, know, on that note. <laughs> All right, Cortonio. Guys, um, <laughs> I want to test this infor- this intestinal fortitude that we've gotten through our life from our interactions with women and just our interactions in general with the segment, What's Your Move? Okay. So you know this segment is what's your move? It's basically we give you an outrageous situation, and you say what you would do in that situation. We try to get people to vote on who gave the best answer and who gave the most awesome answer. So this is what's
1: your move. What's your move?
0: The first what's your move is a situation where you have a woman, and she may be a, a pretty attractive woman, who is on bath salts. So she's high on bath salts. <laughs> what? naked, and trying to run up to you and grab on you and, you know, probably eat you. <laughs> this, is, this is one of those. What do you do in this situation? You know what? Attractive woman on bath salts, naked, running towards you in the middle of public.
3: To try to eat me?
0: I don't know what she's trying to do. But oh, because she's, she's trying, to, trying to eat
3: me, I pulled down my pants and let her eat me. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's trying to eat me. I. Well, it depends. I mean, if, if she's a a rather large woman, then I'd probably run. But if she's, you know, smaller, I just I try to subdue her, you know? I mean.
0: Now, remember, people on bath salts have superhuman strength.
3: Oh, yeah? It's, quite, it's, it's, it's similar to PCP, right? They got super right? speed,
1: too. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well,
3: then, then, um, I, I uh, she's running towards me. <coughs> and she's, she's, and she's attractive. attractive, she's, attractive.
1: she's attractive. She's very attractive. And naked, yeah. you said? And, and, naked.
3: and naked. So, so yeah. basically, so like you have Skylar Diggins on bath yes. salt Yeah. Running towards me. Uh, well, I see. What do they do? Like, is this Diggins. a real thing? Yeah. Oh, like yeah. bath salts. Oh, this
1: you don't, don't remember? Thing? Thing? Yeah, there was a gentleman yeah, a who was on um, bath salts, like maybe a couple years ago now, but he literally ate In the Florida. face off of, of, in Miami? The, yeah, it was in Miami. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay.
1: Now, he was tripping about. off bath oh, sauce. So I think PCP I'd run like to the tenth power.
3: Yeah, no, I'd run. I'd run. I'd run. I mean, if they have superhuman strength, yeah, I'd run. But then they might have super speed and catch me, so it's like <laughs> I'm, I'm shit out of luck out of the way. But yeah, I guess I'd run.
0: My thing is G five. Get the fuck out of
1: there.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'd run too.
0: Is that a wait Wait, Hold up, Chris. What
1: what was that? The Urban Urban Dictionary dictionary, Word of the Day is...
0: is, g spot. Get the fuck out of there! I've never heard that.
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Get the fuck out of... Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. Continue.
2: (laughs) No, I was I'll get out of there, too. I mean, more than likely, she'd probably be growling and foaming at the mouth anyway, so... See? Telltale sign something. On on this
1: one, gentlemen... uh, I don't know. I I think I, the fight-or-flight response would kick in, and I've been preparing for this, y'all. Like, that's what I lift all these weights for and run in the gym on a daily basis. I'm in there with the old-school Deacon Jones clothesline. Fuck out! Taking her out <laughs> <laughs> and saving the rest of society, all of the people around me. You're safe now. She has been <laughs> subdued. And that's it. That's it. That's it right there. Yeah, but We got to hold a moment of silence. Give though. it a stone <laughs>
3: cold thunder. <laughs>
1: I'm giving it a people's oh. elbow. <laughs> do
3: you smell
0: <laughs> what it's <smell> cooking? <laughs> yep.
1: Joke it up. <laughs> That's it, man. I'm, I'm going old school right there. I'm taking it to the people's champ. I'm coming off the top rope. I'm giving it a leg drop.
2: Leg, leg drop. <laughs> giving it that Booker T- what did, did Jimmy Superfly Snooker use oh, to do yeah, off, the the big, the off the top rope? The big splash off the top rope. Booker T.
1: Road. Washington. Boot to the face. All right, so guys the
0: second what's your move is a situation that's actually happened but it's uh, Colin Kaepernick has been accused of sexual assault
1: yeah Cappy
0: now he has vehemently denied his involvement in this situation and it's him and a teammate basically who are with this woman this woman is now falsely accusing him uh, allegedly falsely accusing him so what would you do in this situation if you were a rich athlete and you were hanging out with some people. You hung out with a woman who may have been inebriated or may not have been inebriated. And she comes out in public and accuses you of sexual assault.
3: See, now, now that's always a tough thing to be a part of because, and this is, you know, why a lot of athletes are cautioned. You know, once you get to that certain socioeconomic status, you have to be careful of the things you do, the places you go, and the people you hang around with. But um, in this case, I mean, how I look at it is if I, if I didn't do it, I have nothing to worry about. Like I understand in this society. Um, women, especially white women, have the upper hand, like, you know, they, they're on the top of the, the hierarchical py- pyramid. But I look at it like this. I mean, and that goes for Kaepernick. If you didn't do anything wrong, you have nothing to worry about. But, you know, if if he, if they had sex and he dissed her and she's like, oh, you know, then then that's when it becomes touchy. But yeah, I mean, if I didn't do anything, then it is what it is so
2: is he denying any sexual involvement with this woman, or is he just saying whatever she's alleging isn't true like, he is
0: a, he's denying the allegations
2: okay yeah see I mean if i was a if I was in the position of, of being a big face you know meaning a celebrity or someone that's a high pro, profile individual I mean I would obviously I, I personally think that I would operate um, with my best interest at hand, I would record every damn thing. Like I would, you know, you have a cell phone these days, you know, if I would knew that I was going to link up with some woman or something like that, I'd record everything. Because I, you never know what kind of person you're going to end up dealing with. You know, and you know that people out here are opportunists, and they will definitely try whatever they can to come up, you know, off of you. And I think it will be in your best interest as an athlete, a superstar athlete, to safeguard yourself by, I would say record everything. You don't have to publicize these things, but just keep them for your record in case someone comes out with some kind of false allegation against you. You can say, look here, this woman clearly ain't drunk, you know what I mean? And she clearly willing, or whatever, what have you, man. Or just don't do
3: it. AJ, there's no people's elbow involved this time. What do you do?
1: I'm going to quote a famous scholar. I plead the fifth. One, two, three, (laughs) four, fifth. Anything you say. <laughs> Yo, no, seriously, I'm letting my lawyers take care of it. I mean, if I am not guilty in this situation, and this happens, there are plenty of, of stars who are out there who have money, who become targets. You become the target of people's, you know, like, they're wanting to take advantage of the fact that they feel like they can get some money out of you. And, and that's what it is. Uh, is. I'm with you in that. Cover your tracks. like. And, you know, another Dave Chappelle, Chappelle show is, man, I can go there for all of my life lessons, right?
3: You're about the contract, man. The sex contract. Man, <laughs> just, look,
1: like, you, like some people might think it's over overboard. But uh, if you sign a contract and I have, you know, every phone has the ability to record a video. So before we get to going to what we're doing, I'm going to just tell you straight up, hey, if you want this to go down, I need you on film saying right now that you, your name, state your name are willing to have sex with me, state my name, right now, and that you are not under the influence of any drugs or alcohol. Period. And send it to your boys. Send boy. it to your boys. <laughs> Immediately, send it to yourself. Store it in the cloud. Store it on the phone. Write the contract. Absolutely. Because I, I really feel like when you get to that level, there's no level that's overboard for protecting yourself. Period. And the reality is, is if somebody really wants to have sex with you that bad, they're not gonna have a problem doing that. If that's what it means to be able to engage in sex with you. Like and if she if it's she's right. like, I'm not doing all of that, then I'm like, All right, well, then we're not having sex. So There it is. I'm not I am not there going is, to jail for the rest of my life or for any period of time because I couldn't no, I'm I'm sorry. Like, I've just I'm not gonna be the one. <laughs> yeah, and
2: even even, even and, and and even if it's like a situation where you know it's found out that the woman was lying or whatever the case is, it's hard to shake that stigma. Yeah. Like that doesn't oh, no. come off. You know, once someone makes the allegations like that, look what happened. They with Kobe. stick with you for oh, yeah. the rest of your life, dude. That's not something you can yeah. shake. So I mean, you know, the best bet. Yeah, I mean, I think it's best to these athletes should definitely, as you said, you know, record. Get something documenting, you know, your interaction. I mean, even to the point
1: where, like, you have to be careful. And we talked about it earlier in the show. I've been that good guy before, right? Where one of your female friends gets drunk, gets toasted, gone, and you're helping her, you know, over the toilet or whatever it is, so she doesn't, you know, I'm helping her hold her hair while she's doing whatever she has to do, right? But it's 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 crazy. That nowadays I think about it and I'm like, you know, if those situations present themselves in the future, I need to make sure somebody else is there with me. That the door is open. That they can see what's going on. Because yeah. reality yep. is that people will make accusations that aren't true just because they can't see what's going on. Exactly. Like, it looks like you might have all the best intentions of the world. But if you're escorting some drunk girl to the restroom and you close the door behind you and lock it, uh, and, and you yep. might have the best... Like like I said, you might have the best intentions of the world. You don't want people to see her in that, in that light. You don't want for her to be embarrassed. You want to keep it on the low. But I'm sorry. I can't do that. You put yourself in this situation and people are going to have to see that you're gone off your ass because I'm not going to have people making an assumption or making a statement about what happened that didn't happen. Like, the door is wide open. Anybody and everybody can walk in here and see that I'm just helping you because I'm not going to have a situation present itself where it looks like there's any type of negative behavior that could have happened that could reflect on me, period. Like, it's just not something you can play with. And I have never understood how so many men will put themselves in that situation to be with a woman who's drunk. And take you know, and and try and take advantage of that situation, like, right? That's crazy to me. Yeah. Like that's
2: that's crazy to like, me Like there's man. no
1: piece of ass that's ever been so good or something I've wanted so bad that I'm willing to lose 25 years of my life for it. Huh. I'm sorry.
2: Nah, I hear you. And I and then, you. I don't even find that even attractive. A, a drunk no, it's woman. not. It's it's a not, turn not even turn-off. attractive like, to me. Like I've been many places, been out, you know, nightclub or wherever. Uh, lounge or what have you, and you know I've had women come up to me, and you know the women who are nice or tipsy, you know I don't care how pretty they are or how attractive they are, man. It's such a turn off to me for for them to come up to me in that kind of a state. I'm not saying that they can't have fun and you know get let your hair down and stuff and like again, that but, from time to time, but. but yeah, but I don't I don't like I don't find it attractive, and I I, I do not give women like that a t- you know in that condition the nah, time man. of the day. I just don't. It's a like, turn off. And I, and, and, but it's crazy because, like you said, there's guys out there, plenty of men mm-hmm. out there who would seize that opportunity, man, and try to get as much out of that situation as they possibly I mean, can. What are you doing after this? You need to ride catching home. Catching the stragglers. The ride you home, know, you know? Parking
1: lot pimping, sitting in the parking lot, waiting to see who comes out stumbling. It's just Craziness, real. And like, there's a reason why women leave the club in packs. And I get it. Like You need to go home with your girls and make sure that everybody gets Hell home yeah. safely. Because if somebody's straggling, she's going to get caught. She will. They're just... I mean, the the reality is that there are predatory people out there who are looking for an opportunity to take advantage of somebody who is out of their mind.
0: And if you put yourself in that
1: situation, like, I'm not the one. I'm not... I'm just not going to be interested in you at all. Like, and it's it's just... Man, like, I just... I've never understood how people can do that, man. Like, just, just to put themselves in that situation. You know?
0: So, gentlemen, is there some situations... With this scenario where just paying off the girl would actually be better than trying to go through all this publicity stuff? No. I
3: think most
2: cases end up like that, though.
3: Yeah, but I mean, if you pay her off, you're kind of... admitting guilt.
2: guilt. You're admitting guilt. You know, the best thing to to do is to not allow
1: yourself to get in these situations. Yeah. Really.
2: I mean, that's kind of like a a band-aid on a situation. I mean, if they're looking for a payday, you know, you're giving it to them just to silence it and keep it out of the press... And whatnot, man, and you know it's just.
3: But shit, they they may just take the money and go to the press anyway.
2: Well, I think they sign certain clauses and things like that when they accept the money, you know. But, but still, like, you know, it's still not a good position to be in. Still not a good position to be in. I mean, look what happened to Michael. Yeah. You know, rest his rest his soul. You know, that first child that child molestation, allegation, or whatever. You end up settling out of court. I mean, look, for that. Look,
3: look what happened with Kobe. I mean, it was consensual sex. I mean, obviously, he probably did it rough, and she went and said he raped her. Now, although it was found that she was crazy, but he lost sponsorship, and he had a black mark on his name for at least a good year or two in the yeah. NBA, you know?
1: Was it, like, I don't know who made a joke about it, but I didn't know if there was any truth to it. I never did any research. I never really looked into it, but... Uh, Was it Chappelle again? It might have been Chappelle again. Dang, I'm just giving Dave Chappelle all the credit in the world. But when he was talking about, like, she had semen from seven different people in her underwear. That was Dave Chappelle. Like, in her underwear, like, seven different people. It's kind of hard to scream rape when you have the DNA of seven different dudes.
3: Yo, he even took another shot at Kobe, too, when he did the rape contract After after he yeah, finished, like Kobe. he pulled the Kobe and he like he threw a condom in, in the trash. <laughs> Kobe,
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, I appreciate you giving your input on what you move here. We'll move on to AJ's grapes. It's the time where AJ. AJ's. about something that he is going through, or something that he's just bothering. Something that is bothering. All
2: right. Him. AJ's grapes. You know
1: Price. what? I had one picked I'm out. Just joking. i had one picked out, Chris. <laughs> Are you dating someone that made a sex tape recently? Oh, no. Nah, nah, not at all. That's not <laughs> it. That's not it. AJ's Grimes. AJ's Grimes. AJ's I did have one picked out, Chris, but you know what? I I just thought of a new one that's picking on me even more than the old one. I'm going to use the old one for the next episode. I'm going to save it for you you guys out there, you listeners. Uh, But no. Why has the price of gas gone up by, like, 40 cents in the last two weeks? And there's no, like, crisis that's going on. There's, like, no oil spill or, like, some war that's causing the price of oil to go up. Just for no reason at all, gas has gone up 40 cents in two weeks. And no one seems to really notice or care anymore. Like, how come nobody else is griping about this?
3: I think we all become so conditioned to it. But it's weird because I remember when I first started driving many moons ago... Like, gas was like 99 cents a gallon. And I remember back in '04 when gas was creeping up towards $2. I was talking to this lady. She goes, yeah, if gas gets over $2, I'm walking. And I sit there and say, now, I would love for gas to be $2 a gallon. I would love for it to be $3 You know how much more money I would Even save three. a year
1: if gas was $2 a gallon? That would be amazing.
3: You know what? Let me ask you guys this. Do you think gas will go below $3 in our lifetime? No. no. It's no. never
1: going backwards. No. No. Like, that's not happening. No, it's not It's not going to go backwards, man. It's, it's not going gonna, gonna, to happen at all. all. Like, gas will be $10 man, see, a gallon 30 years from now. And we'll be paying for yeah. it because you have to in order to get to your job, in order to get to your place of employment where you make money. Like, it's just, it's unnecessary. Right. And in certain places like Atlanta, where public transit sucks you can't afford to not have a car so you just live with it how much how much is how much is the average price down there right now it's sitting at like 360 probably which isn't bad it, it, Georgia across the board is is normally lower than most other places in the country but still it's like I remember when gas was 87 cents a gallon and I filled up for ten dollars and88 cents now ten dollars and88 cents gets me what like three gallons. Uh-huh. That's terrible Like I literally filled up For ten This number sticks out In my head It was 87 cents a gallon I filled up For ten dollars And eighty eight cents I will never forget that day
3: See me I drive a Tahoe So ten dollars will, will just spit in my tank
1: <laughs> Like Remember you used to Keep that stash That extra stash Of money in your car Like that extra five dollars Two yeah. or three dollars And like Hell yeah. Five dollars Would get you a half a tank And you were like Yeah I'm good yep. no. And now exactly. five dollars You're just laughing at yourself Like nah
3: Hey, m- hey m- remember back in the day, if someone gave you $5 gas money, you're like, word. Dude. Yeah, like, word. I remember, word. Yeah,
2: I remember right, back in the day you. doing that, too. We going out, you all you know, we going out at night, fellas come pick you up, just like, yo, here's this fool's gas, yo, here's $5, yeah. yo, and that's right. it. You take that three of your
1: boys out, and they all give you five a piece, you just filled your tank up. You're like, all right, I'm good yeah. to go. Exactly. Yo, you can ride with me exactly. anytime. Somebody gives me $5 now. I'm looking at them like, yo, you know we just drove 30 miles. And I'm sitting there calculating. (laughs) Like, I'm like, you know, it depends on what car it is. But I'm like, hey, this car gets uh, 28 miles to the gallon. We just drove 52 miles. That means that we used about two gallons. I'm going to need $7 and some change. Please. Like, it's gotten to a point where I can't help but calculate it anymore. I'm like, really? You think that's all you used in gas money to get here? Let's be real, right,
2: right, right, man. It's 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 crazy, man. But you know, we've we've ex- we've as a general public have accepted it. We've ex- we've we showed our acceptance of the price hikes by continuing to go it go to the pumps and pay. So, you know, it's never going to go back down. Unfortunately for us, you know, unfortunately, it's just going to stay above. Gonna go, you know, as soon as it's going to be, you know, four dollars plus, that's going to be the norm.
3: All right, AJ, I know the transit down there sucks, but at what point, like, how high does gas have to go? Say by the end of this year, how high does gas have to go for you to say, you know what, bump it? I'm not driving, I'll, I'll find a way to get to work.
1: Uh, I live less than two miles away from my job, like, for a reason. If it gets ridiculous, I'll just run to work. I have no problem putting on my running shoes and going to work with my backpack on. And getting some extra exercise in, like I, really, there's a, I mean it, it gets to a point where it's like, all right, so gas is a necessity, and there are certain things that, you know, we do whether or not we like it. But Chris will tell you, man, I'm, I have one of the lowest carbon footprints you'll, you'll, of anybody you've ever known. Like I've had hmm. my, like seriously, I just don't drive. If it's, if it's, it's not a, a reason for me to get in my car and go somewhere. I'm not just gonna get in and and, and cruise. Like that's just not me. I've had my car since June 26, 2001. Same car and I just reached 92,000 miles in my car. Yeah. Wow. Like I drive when it's a necessity. Like when I have to go somewhere, I have no problem getting in my car and going. But when I don't have anywhere to go, my car is cool just chilling. Like it is what it is. I don't I don't feel the need to to just get in the car and go. And I've never like, if I can help it, I will live close to my place of employment because it just makes no sense being stuck in traffic or having to drive 25, 30 miles, 50, 60, 70 miles in one direction every day just to get somewhere. Like, no, I'm good. So, for me, 70 miles. it Shit. wouldn't be hard at all. If it hits $4, I'll be like, all right, you know what? I don't feel like going and putting any money in my gas tank today. I'm, I'm going to run to work.
2: Yeah man, right. it's crazy. I, I put premium in my car, so you know I'm paying off <coughs> the wazoo. Oh yeah. Yeah. What you driving? You know. I'd rather not say, but I'm paying premium <laughs> for my car. <laughs> <laughs> it's a vehicle uh, that requires premium. I
1: feel you. Uh, <laughs> I
0: <should be. laughs> oh man. AJ
1: Scribes. AJ Scribes. AJ All right
0: guys. We could talk for hours but we'll let our listeners stay right here keep them um we're getting ready for next time next episode next time we have you guys on but we'd like to thank you for ha- for being on tonight definitely like to thank you for coming on you want to go ahead and uh, publicize opinionatedmail.com
3: yo i'll say this real quick if i could urinate in my gas tank to get to work i'd do that too yep I put a funnel right
1: there and just be like, "No product." Problem. All right, cool.
2: It's a whole lot of water you gotta take in. Hey know, man, man, look, I drink tank. a
1: gallon yeah. and a half of water a day. I'd be good to go. There you go. <laughs> see? It's gotta go
2: somewhere. Um, yeah, yeah, gents, man. I mean, uh, once again, it's been great uh, being guests on your show, man, Quatonia. Quatonia and myself, we always have a good time coming here. You'll agree. I uh, was. Another great discussion. Yes, sir. Um, and, uh, you know, always appreciate what you guys are doing, man. You guys are doing a good thing. We always got to support each other, man. So support what you guys are doing. And, uh, you know, thanks for showing your support for us by having us on. To your listeners out there, if you're ever interested, interested in experiencing life, love, and sex in the city through the eyes of men, you need to come check out opinionatedmale.com.
1: All right. I'll go ahead and say man for for Chris and myself once again, gentlemen, Cortonio, Sobo, thank you very much for being on the show again. We love having you guys on here cuz real you know, reality is is whether people like like it or not, what you, what it is that you have to say you guys are honest and you will bring an honest perspective to the show and I appreciate that every single time. So, we would love to have you back in the future when when the time is right, when you know, we feel like that we get we have this topic? We got to get that opinionated mail, you know, opinion mm-hmm. on. We will have you back, and uh, yo. So, you know, the people I'm I'm sure if they've been listening to the podcast by now, they know opinionatedmail.com. But is there anywhere else they might be able to reach out to you if they want to say something to you?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely, man. They can catch us everywhere. <coughs> they can catch us on Instagram at opinionatedmail blog, um, on Twitter. Um, you can follow us at Smart Men Rock. That's one of our taglines, is Smart Men Rock. And uh, you can also catch us on Pinterest. Look us up at Opinionated Mail there. And obviously, and of course, on Facebook, you can catch us there at Opinionated Mail as well. So um, check us out everywhere, man. We're there. Or just come directly to OpinionatedMail.com and just click on our menu um, that says uh, Connect With Us. And that gives you all the avenues and how to reach us.
3: And maybe AJ, uh, when we come back, we'll revisit the Atlanta Hawks and see if they even <laughs> made a dent in the NBA playoffs. <laughs> hey,
1: all right, so structure. let's, like, what happens when my Hawks win, y'all? <laughs> what happens?
3: You know what? Um, when, and that's, no, I won't even say when, what am I talking about? If, that's capital I, capital F, if they mm-hmm. win, I don't know if you like to inebriate or like to get involved in the alcoholic beverages, but when you come up here, I will buy you a bottle. All right. If they win the title, I will buy you a bottle. Shot, shot, shot,
1: shot, shot.
3: Scotch, scotch, scotch.
1: I love scotch. All right. I
3: will buy you. If they win, I will buy you a bottle.
1: Nice, nice. I appreciate that. So, uh, to all my Atlanta Hawks, there's something on the line besides your pride. AJ from Dude Logic needs this bottle, y'all. Make it happen. (laughs) Hey, man, but you know what? At the end of the day, man, my faith... And my team will never waver. And just like we talked about earlier in this episode, once you get to the playoffs, anything could happen. The whole starting lineup of the Indiana Pacers could break their ankle in the first game. We'll make it happen. I don't care how we win, as long as we win. All right,
3: well, remember, remember you you got Chicago, Miami, and you got the Western Conference, whoever makes it out of this. So, I mean, it's a long, long, long shot indeed, but... You know, I'll have, I'll have you some of that maker's mark or some D-wires or whatever it is waiting up here for you if they if Atlanta can pull off this daunting
0: task. <laughs> All right, AJ, where can they reach you, man?
1: As always, you can reach me on Instagram at AJ underscore the underscore trainer, on Twitter at AJ's Meltdown, and on my website, my blog at AJsmeltdown.com. Meltdown.com. Oh, and you can find me on Facebook at backslash How Where
2: the hell do I find people on Instagram? What's, <laughs> what, let me get your Instagram again. AJ
1: right? underscore the underscore trainer. Uh, yeah, can you believe that there's another right. AJ the trainer and the guy has like two followers and he stole my name and I'm <laughs> mad at him. Well, he's like a one name AJ the yeah. trainer. And uh, then he just doesn't use his way, like He doesn't use it at all.
2: All right, AJ over here looking like Drake's long lost cousin. <laughs> 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 I, look right, better than Drake. I just followed trying
1: to make as much money as Drake. That's the next step. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the, the opinionated male just followed you. I appreciate you, man, so that. So you got a new I follow. I appreciate that. You on there, too? Right.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm about to tell you. Uh, so on Twitter, uh, you can reach me at CG Skeezy. Now, Instagram is CG Skipper. T-G-S-K-I-P-W-I-T-H And for the show, reach us at www.dudelogicpodcast.com You can email us at dudelogicpodcast at gmail.com Reach us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod, and on Facebook at backslash Pod. For the opinionated male guys and AJ we thank you for listening to us and hope you have a great evening, great night, great morning, whatever time you're listening. We hope that it's great for you.
3: Stay blessed, y'all. You as well, gentlemen. Peace
1: out. What's up? It's just
0: way